Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Boat Trader is America's largest boating marketplace with over 100,000 boats to choose from. We offer simple, comprehensive solutions for those looking to sell, find, and finance new or used boats. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to Jigmasters.com and use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your next jig order today. Welcome to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. This is the final cast segment with your hosts, Brad Hicks and Josh Eldridge, where we cast our final opinions on all products, good and bad. Welcome to the final cast. Welcome back to the final cast on the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. I'm Brad, your host. Uh, tonight, we're going to do something different. I got three local guys in Ohio. They're uh, probably three of the best river fishermen in Ohio. Um, we got Ryan Dahl, Matt Jackson, and Jason Myers. How you guys doing? Pretty good. Doing all right. Thanks for coming on the show, guys. We're going to talk about the uh, small jaw brawl that you guys have going on. Um, but first, let's... Uh, Let's do some introductions. Uh, how long you guys been fishing? Uh, how long you been fishing the river? All that kind of thing. Uh, start off with Ryan. Uh, my name is Ryan Dahl. Uh, <clears throat> I've been fishing my whole life. You know, like most people, started out fishing in the creek as a little kid. Uh, I can remember being grounded, and my parents telling me that I couldn't leave. But I remember grabbing my tackle and sneaking out the back door and running to the creek. And I'd be gone all day. There's a little creek here in Kettering, and it runs to a couple ponds. And we'd stay back there all day long, catching little bluegills and carp and stuff like that. Pretty much did the pond thing, you know, pond hopping, stuff like that. Um... I didn't start fishing a river until, I want to say really hard, probably 2015, 2016 maybe. Mm -hmm. That's when I caught my first good river smallmouth. What, what, how big was that first one? Um, I actually went to the Little Miami River in Xenia and got one. It was probably about 16, 17 that's pretty good pretty good and i was hooked yeah that's how it starts <laughs> yeah. it's been it's a, over with since then yeah you spend a lot of time on the river that's for sure uh matt let's uh let's, let's get to you uh yeah i started when i was little my papa used to take me fishing he had uh he had you know he used to go to these little restaurants and eat biscuits and gravy drink coffee and he'd get permission to fish all these ponds Obviously, they were really good ponds. We'd go there and just wear them out. About the only bait we threw was a seven-inch power bait worm. Mm -hmm. And we just went from there, you know, went to public lakes and ponds. And <clears throat> we don't throw that anymore, but that's just kind of evolved into fishing more lakes. Uh, I got a little 14-foot boat, so we fish the local lakes, Cowan, Caesars Creek, East Fork. Um, kind of got into crappie fishing a lot. So every spring we spend several months crappie fishing and then kind of when that dies off, I like to get smallmouth. Uh, I haven't been smallmouth fishing a long time, but, uh, you know, I'm always learning. I feel like I get better, you know, the more I do it and I, you know, try to learn from guys like Jason and Ryan. Um, I don't even remember where the first place I went, was, but, um, Somewhere around here, somewhere around uh, East Fork or Little Miami, somewhere in there. And uh, just the more I do it, the more I want to do it. So, yeah. 
I feel like I'm getting better. I'm still, I still got a lot to learn, but um, that's just, that's my little niche is creek fishing, river fishing. I kind of struggle on the Great Miami because there's a lot of water to cover, but uh, mm-hmm. anywhere there's smallmouth biting, I'm, I'm game to go. Yep. Same here. Yeah. You, yeah. You mentioned the, the seven inch curly tail worm. I, I use that a lot on the lakes around here, especially when there's grass and stuff. It's one of my favorite things to throw. Yep. I mean, it's old school, real simple in the bass. They like it. Yep. I kind Jason? Of, oh, go ahead. To, uh, anymore, I throw jigs like 75% of the time. Yeah. I don't know why. It's just, it's just my confidence bait. I'm going to have to get with you then because I don't know how to fish jigs that well. I can't catch a fish on them. <laughs> <laughs> Missed out. I know. I, I've thrown them for hours and hours. I just, I never get a bite on them. I don't know what it is. <laughs> but, I don't like me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll use the finesse jigs on the river, but like a football jig, I have no idea. Right. So, yeah. Jason? Yeah, my name is Jason Myers. Uh, I've been fishing since I was little. My dad started taking me. Uh, mostly growing up i'd fish the lakes and then uh as i got older we lived close enough to the river so i could walk over there when i was a teenager so i taught myself how to smallmouth fish the river then uh in the early 2000s i bass fished tournaments a lot and uh joined a club and uh was angler of the year one year uh i probably won somewhere in a range of 30 bass tournaments local in the early 2000s uh river fishing i got back into it about 2014 just you know hitting the dams and i've traveled all over the country fishing so i just you know basically all the stuff i taught myself on del hollow lake cumberland st Clair, lake erie i just you know used on the river you know i use usually use bigger baits than most people on the river. So I catch a lot of big smallmouth. Well, normally not, not right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like that. The big, bigger bait, bigger fish. Uh, I, yeah. I struggle with that on the river though. It seems like. I usually don't use nothing less than four inches. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I used up the five and a half inch jerk bait, you know, four and a half inch swim baits. You know, that's my, I mean, my pictures on uh, Facebook tell the story. You know, I catch a lot of big smallmouth. Yeah, yeah, I love following your page, man. It's <laughs> awesome, that's for sure. And that, another reason why I brought you on the show too. So that's cool. Um, let, let's talk about the small jaw brawl. Who started that? Uh, Mark Mark Winkart. He's the uh, he's the director of the tournament, right? Uh, Is he a local guy as well? Yeah, I think yeah. he's Centerville, Ryan. Is that right? Yeah, he's from Centerville. He's a local guy. He's a stick on the river, too. Multi-species type of guy. Mm. I haven't Me seen his name pop up. Right. So there's a, he's on the page. Okay. Yeah. We were talking one night. So they do that thing, the Ohio Saw Guy Brawl. Mm-hmm. And uh, a couple of Mark's friends do that. And we were talking one night and we're like, dude, we need to do a smallmouth tournament. So we talked about it and talked about it and talked about it and nothing really came of it. And then one day me and Mark are talking in our little group chat and he's like, dude, I got a laptop. I'm going to start this up. Go for it. Then, of course, he asked Jason to help us. And Jason started getting all kinds of people to join he's got all kinds of followers and the next thing you know we had over 70 people for the first tournament wow that's a pretty big tournament that's pretty cool yeah. uh ha- has it been consistent like those numbers the whole time i think we're still around i think around 60 people this tournament here so this is our second one so uh, i haven't checked so many people in it last time i looked there was I know the upper 50s, that was, you know, two weeks ago. Yeah, it was like 56 or something like that last time I checked. That's pretty cool. I, I think you guys are on to something with this, too. Uh, 
it's it's unique. Uh, I haven't heard of anybody else doing this uh, in any other state, I guess, area either. But you, um, yeah, you, you guys, you can wade fish, you can kayak fish, you can bank fish, any of that stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think that, one, a couple guys. Uh, I mean, I got a bass boat too, and I went. I took my bass boat out uh, last weekend, you know, and, and fished uh, a pool up in Dayton. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think I knew her. <laughs> the the only boat ramp in Dayton. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's cool though. though. What's that? Said he caught him too though. <laughs> yeah. I fish that area all the time, but I'm only pulling out little ones, so I'm doing something wrong. <laughs> but, um, yeah, uh, you said the second one, um, 60 people, 50 people the second time, 70 the first time. And, uh, yeah, it, it, it's just, it's cool. I, I, I just, I haven't seen anybody do this before. Um, j- yeah, just like, go through like what you guys have been uh doing like <clears throat> not giving your spots or anything but kind of like what kind what what you've been targeting and where what type of water you've been looking for in the summer months what yeah. whoever wants to start first <laughs> uh for me in the summer months uh, for me I'm just uh I'm looking for super fast water you know, mm-hmm. you know that, that's you know I'm trying to run you know, I'm eventually going to find us, you know, and they usually run the same sizes. So I've just, I know eventually I'm going to hit a spot where it's going to be, you know, like I told Ryan earlier that I'm finally going to hit a spot where, you know, I'll catch six, what's going to be 18, 19, 20 inches long, you know, within an hour. I mean, it's, it, I hope it happens. It normally does. And I said when the tournament started that the last week of this tournament was going to be the best week is when all the big, all the bigger fish are going to get caught will be mm-hmm. the last week. Just because, you know, the days are starting to get shorter. The nights are going to start cooling off. Yeah. You know, in this area, there's always a shad run up to all most dams on the Great Miami. Mm-hmm. So when that shad run starts, you know, that's when the smallmouth start gorging themselves for the winter. Interesting. I didn't, I didn't know that. So I'm gonna have to try hitting some of these dams. Then I, I don't usually fish them. Yeah, man, that's where you told me that you don't like fishing dams, and that's you know kind of like Jason. That's one of my main things too, especially in the summer of fast water. And there's so many dams on the Great Miami. You can choose. Heck, there's a lot. Some are better than others. Some get hit more than others. Jason lives by one of the best ones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Um, there's, uh, I think there's like three or four dams up here near me. I, I, I used to fish the one in Miamisburg quite a bit, but I haven't done that in a while. Um, I used to pull some nice saga out of there too, though. Definitely a good dam for saga. Yeah. Oh, so, so what, what's your guys' go-to baits in the summertime? Start with Matt. Um, so pretty much every fish that I've caught in the tournament has been on a finesse jig, um, just green pumpkin. Um, to me, it seems like a lot of people, I'm not saying that my jig's better, but a lot of people overlook the hook. I mean, a small mm-hmm. mouth, mouth is a lot smaller than a large mouth, and probably 75% of your jigs have a three-aught or bigger. Mm-hmm. Big finesse jig it's got like a two odd hook um so an eight incher can get it in its mouth and you can catch 18 um so i'm you know throwing them in a lot of places um log jams um you can kind of pick out where they're going to be shady spots mm-hmm. you know, below the ripples and then sometimes i'll say well it's going to be right there and it won't be but it'll be close mm-hmm. you know it might not be exactly where i think it should be but it'll be you know, 50 yards down the stream in the next tree or the next log jam or the next shadow. You know, like on them sunny days, they seem to, the smallmouth that I see in the creeks anyway, seem to favor the shade a lot. Mm-hmm. 
Yes, so they're kind of similar to largemouth that way because largemouth in the lakes do the same thing. Yeah. Uh, and I don't. I, I'm not like I'm not the best river fisherman. I get lucky every now and then, mm-hmm. but I, I I never thought about like targeting uh, shadow shadowy areas. Brian's sitting here laughing at me. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? I said, stop it. You're sick. You kill him. <laughs> you have to be lucky. humble, but you got to yeah. give yourself credit sometimes. I guess. But, yeah, I, I, I've i never thought to, like, target uh, shadows, you know? Mm-hmm. I I mean, I, I've known, like, if I if I cast at a mm-hmm. log or something, uh, it'll that creates, like, a, a current break or something like that. So I, I know there's fish there. I like to throw a spinnerbait there, but... This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Decova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Like a sh- like you add in a shadow there, I I've never really looked for it. So that's yeah. kind of cool. That's the unique thing about fishing creeks too is you got to be super focused on what's going on around you. Um, you know, you obviously fan cast everything, but mm-hmm. once you cast one fish off a shadow, you get to the next big shadow or the tree overhanging and you're like, there should be one there. And then boom, you catch another one. You know, it seems you get it. Every day's different, but you kind of get a pattern down. Like I went yesterday and all the fish was in the deepest water I could find. Um, Cause the water was super low, but um, you kind of get a pattern down. And another thing I noticed, it's kind of weird. I noticed a lot in the last two weeks because I've been fishing pretty much every day. Uh, I'll hit a stretch. I usually like go from bridge to bridge and I'll fish three miles or five miles at a time. I've fished over 15 miles in the last two weeks waiting. Um, I measured it out. It was over 15 miles that I have walked uh, waiting so far in the tournament. But there's certain stretches. I'll catch 10, 15 largemouth in a row and not catch any smallmouth. And I'm like, it just blows my mind that certain stretches they like it better than others yeah it's yeah i've that's kinda... another thing yeah I've, i haven't caught many largemouth on the river I, i've I probably count on two hands the amount i've caught in the last eight years on the river so that's like a whole different game isn't it i mean they're hiding in different spots right yeah i mean it's like the same spots like there'll be a ripple and there'll be a stump and mm-hmm. i'll put my jig in there and boom pull out a largemouth and largemouth one day i caught a row and i was like all right i gotta get away from this place <laughs> that's cool <laughs> and then last weekend i caught that big flathead catfish i wasn't expecting that either that was awesome that was under yeah, a that was cool. and uh there was like a bunch of concrete dumped under there and we seen some like minnows hitting the surface and that's one thing i watch for a lot that's usually fish are pushing the bait and i was like god oh, might be a smallmouth under there and it was a uh, uh, skirted Ned rig that Jason made for me and gave to me. I was like, I'm going to chuck this thing under there. And I had a little uh, TRD crawl on there. Mm-hmm. And I chucked it under there and I set the hook and I was, there was a guy with me. I was like, dude, um, I think I snagged a carp. And he's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, dude, I can't move it. And he's like, ah, whatever. I'm like, well, it could be a big smallmouth under a log or something. <laughs> and it started coming to me and it came to the surface and I was like, oh, dude, that's a flathead. We were both jacked up. Yeah, that's a, that's a cool catch. How big was it? Uh, so he was 32 inches long, uh, and I don't know how accurate the scale was my buddy had, but it said 13 pounds. Um, sounds about right. 
but those creek fish are just unbelievably powerful you know same as the river fish um you know even a 13 inch smallmouth in a creek man they're they're stout mm-hmm. yeah they they spend their whole life in that current fighting man they're just solid muscle yes it was last i mean we i think we went four miles i only caught one big fish it was uh 17 and three quarters but it was like picture perfect there was uh ripples that came down and then there was it got to about three feet deep and there was a big sycamore probably three feet diameter that kind of laid like six inches above the water and i was like mm. hmm, there could be something under there and flipped it in there boom we come out and crushed it I mean, you can't see the fish because they're hiding so deep, but they know where to go. I mean, they're they're pretty smart. Yeah. Uh, I was going to ask Jason about, like, high water uh, river fishing. Um, you you ever have, have success finding the bigger ones? Yeah, that's uh, – when, when the river is uh, between I, – I always go by the Middletown Gauge. Mm-hmm. So whenever the middle town gauge is between three eight and five feet and the water's dirty, the bigger fish are easier to catch than they are any time of the year because uh, there's more current. So they they want to get out of the current. You know, there's there's less spots for them to get out of the current. That's when I won the when I won the springs the spring uh, small jaw brawl. It was I caught three of my four fish on the same day. It was yeah. the water was five feet. Was just I mean chocolate milk, mm-hmm. and I I caught mm. uh, two twenty inchers and a nineteen seventy five uh, on the same day. About uh, about an hour apart. Within an hour, I caught all three of them. But. <laughs> fish i know like the back of my hand so i know where every single rock is you know yeah i'm i mean i'm for the, me and the river i'm more of a bank i do have a kayak but i know it's just for me to get from point a to point b mm-hmm. so i caught all three of these fish off the same rock pile and i just kept throwing my swim bait same cast over and over and over and over again and i i caught out i think i caught 15 or 16 fish that day and probably 10 of them were over 18 and but they were i i it was rock pile was in it was in in between a run and i kept hitting hitting that rock pile and you know about every five or six or seven minutes i i catch one off of it It, you mentioned uh they they don't like current during the high the high water does that mean no current at all? Like, is it like some type of like just slack water next to the fast water? Yeah. Does it have to be deep, deeper? No, it was maybe two, two, three foot of water is all it was. Okay. It's just I me. Mean, and I mean, when it's clear they're chasing bait, you know, when that, when that water's chocolate milk, I mean, I mean, and especially in May, I mean, there's plenty of dissolved oxygen in the water, so there's no reason to be in the current. You know, they're just trying to get at because everything's blown out. I mean, there's current everywhere, so they're, they're just going to look for a place to rest till that water gets clear enough for them to be able to feed. Yeah, yeah, that, that's uh, one one thing I'll have the uh, success in is muddy water. It it just seems like every time the river muddies up, I the bite shuts down for me. I don't know what it is. So I usually try to find these smaller creeks that come into the river and shoot in some clear water, and I usually have luck there. But on on Main River, no, don't really yeah. have much luck. I know Ryan was Ryan was getting them. He was just basically flipping the weeds, you know, with a little crawl imitator. He was, you know, whacking them too up in Dayton. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've heard that before. That was the last day of the tournament. Um, Jason actually came down and we fished together for a little bit, but you know that weed line, you know the infamous weed line that grows in the Great Miami. I was flipping that weed line. I caught three fish that were like 19, 19, 5, and a 19 and a quarter that day. All on last day of the tournament moved up like five 
was pretty cool. But I was catching them like that for probably 10, 12 days in the river. You could pretty much go anywhere that week in any area that we normally would catch fish at. So that weed line, and there they were every time. Very cool. Hey, did you say that was in May? Yep, that was the last day. That was May thirty first. Okay. So it was pretty much spawn time too. But yeah, do you, yeah, because I've had similar successes in the past around early June, doing the same thing. I throw in like a chatterbait or a spinnerbait right next to the grass. And it was funny. Well, one one time we were doing a float, and I was sitting here just paddling upstream right against these uh these weeds, and I had a fish jump, land in my boat, and then jump back out. I was like, right. I looked at it. I was like, what the? I didn't I didn't grab it or anything, but I looked. At it, I was like, what the heck? That was weird. Never had was that happen. But yeah, it was a smallmouth. I was right up against those weeds. I guess I just spooked it, and he jumped. You know, but. Ended up pulling two off that weed line the same time of the year on a chatterbait. So I didn't know if that was th- around the time of the year or because of the water gets muddy. But do you think they relate to grass when it gets muddy as well? I think they just pull up shallower. I mean, they, yeah. they feel they feel safe in the muddy water. Yeah. You know, that That's a, a lot of it has to do with, too, I mean, safety. You know, they can't see. You can't see them, and they can't see you. I've always done well, even largemouth or smallmouth, in the muddier water, the shallower they get. Interesting. I'm going to have to try that. What What are you guys throwing when it's muddy? I was just throwing a... Uh, I was throwing a goby-colored haze dong, 4.2 inch. <laughs> and I was uh, allowing it to... I mean, I was making short casts, but my cast would probably last, you know, I'd throw 15, 20 foot, but I'd only, it'd take me almost a minute to bring it in because, mm-hmm. because even that small paddle tail still puts a vibration off in the water and then yeah. I'll find it. Yeah, uh, That was crazy. It, that, that day that he caught all them fish. I'm like, man, he just murdered him down there. I looked at the gauge and I saw how high it was. So I went there the next day and I got there in the morning and I walked up and I looked at the river and I'm like, man, no way. I said, you know what? I know they're right here. I actually went down about 30 feet from where he catches them to another good spot. I had the underspin on, quarter ounce wiggle willow and the dark dark green pumpkin haze on i threw it in i said you know i just gotta fish it like it's not dirt. Threw it in there i'm not kidding you i got bit in about 20 seconds and it was a 19.5 jeez and that has boosted my confidence to fish i fish it like i just think in my head like it's it's clean water because I don't want to psych myself out and think, oh, I ain't going to catch nothing. Look how muddy it is. Yeah. That's my problem, man. It, you hear guys talk about fishing being a mental game, and it, it's it's 100%. Like, that's the truth for sure. But yeah, I got to get over that. Helps. Yeah. I got to get over that. Um, So, Jason, you mentioned that you won the first one. Yeah. What did you uh, finish with? What was your total? Uh, I think it was 79.25, four fish. Four fish, yeah, I remember. Is, is there a reason behind that instead of doing, like, traditional five? Uh, I'm not sure. I know when they'd already decided that before I had uh, I had joined as an admin. I wish they would have done 10. I was wanting to do 10. 10? That'd be cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we just kind of decided on the beginning that that's what me and Mark talked about. We did four, and now this time we bumped it to six. We don't want to give Jason a chance to catch ten biggins yet. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, the uh, so I was looking at the numbers. Uh, you guys all have your six fish for the month, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. And then who's in first right now? Uh, Brad. Brad. Whitney. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. The boat guy. Yeah, boat. Yeah. That guy. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> They're all like, oh, man, that guy. <laughs> yeah, you got it. And he, he pulled out some good numbers the other day, I saw. Yeah. Yeah, uh, he, he's killing it right now. Yeah. He, you know what's killing him? Every place that I fish, I'll be fishing. I was talking to Jason about this yesterday. I'll be down there fishing when I'm on the bank, if I'm bank fishing, and I'll hear. And I look up and guess who's coming. <laughs> That's funny. I can't get away from him. I went somewhere that I never go about three days ago. I actually went through some private property that I got permission to fit. Went down to the hole where I caught my 20 in the spring. And I'm like, nobody's going to be down here. So I knew I caught that big fish in the spring. I know there's fish there. Yeah. I'm not kidding you. Five, all of a sudden, I hear that noise again. <laughs> and, it's, and it's witty. I'm like, dude, go away. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, it sucks, but that's awesome. <laughs> he He's Got using some kind boat. of... Yeah. He's using... Oh, he's in a jet boat? Yeah. yeah. He, he might have been the guy that buzzed me one day. <laughs> it, worked. it had to be it's yeah. a 17 foot bass tracker and he took the bottom uh lower unit off and put a jet on the bottom of it so i watched a couple videos man i don't think there's anywhere he can't go other than straight up a spillway i mean he goes through some wild places and i i was talking to him today i'm like is there anywhere you can't go he's like not really you know if i can get a boat ramp i can go anywhere that's awesome yeah, and he uh, all the fish he's catching, he's on. Uh, he makes custom crankbaits. Yeah, I was gonna ask about that because Ryan's been using the last few days, right? Yeah. Yep. What, what yeah, are those? Slept on, they're just a square bill. He has two different square bills. He has a regular square bill that dives four to five feet. He says he calls that the witty, and then he has another one. One. And it's a zero to one foot square bill. Same bill, just a different. And what he was doing was waking it, holding the rod tip up and using it like a wake bait. Mm-hmm. And uh, I will let you know that I tried that and I caught a good one today on it. <laughs> That's how I caught that fish today that I showed you guys. Yeah. Uh, how big was it? It was 17.5. That's a good one. I'll take those all day long. Right? It was a fatty, but wasn't a long one. Yeah. And then I probably caught another eight fish on that. Do, does he sell those to anybody, or you have yep. to know him? He's got a website. Hmm. It's wittyoutdoors.com, um, and he sponsored the ball. Um, yep. And he said the first three people to catch uh six fish over what was it 15 or 16 inches that he would give him a free crankbait so me ryan and uh steve coomer got the first six big fish and yeah he sent out the crankbait i mean they're they're custom made he makes them all and makes them out of some sort of special composite seems like it's real quality stuff hmm. i'm gonna have to ch- okay. check those out yeah, it's definitely good, and uh, he's got this little video where he holds it out, and he has his wife, you know, they tie it to the line. He hits it with a ball. It goes flying into the river, and they reel it back in. It's pretty tough crankbait. Hmm. Interesting. I, I got it pulled up on my uh, phone, so I'm going to look, look at it after we get done here. So but, definitely on the pricey side. Uh, it's it's all good. Custom baits usually are. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, is this the last uh, tournament you guys are doing until the fall, or are you guys going to do this every month? How's that working? It'll probably, I, we'll probably just do this. I'm, I'm guessing uh, that we'll have this one, and we won't do another one until next year. Okay. So, But you'll do the saw guy. 
yeah, that's, uh, but that's a different, uh, that's, I, I, I'm not a part of that. I fish mm-hmm. it, but I'm, I'm not a admin or nothing of that. Okay. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Same, man. Different, different people run it. But yeah, yeah. me and Jason, we always fish that, but all Jason does really good. I think I, I was up there a couple times, 12th place. It has what we had, like, 80 or 90 people in that one yeah it's uh it's yeah there's quite a few people fishing but that's the entire state of ohio too you know yeah oh yeah i i I know a lot of guys i've been seeing comments everybody's been wanting you guys to open this up statewide so they can just like the rivers and stuff in the beginning me and mark were talking my little heart was set on doing a Great Miami and Scioto River. Yeah. I think that would bring in a lot more people and a lot more competition, and I think it would be awesome. They got a lot of good water up there, too. I'm telling you, man, you, you guys are on to something. I think if you open it up statewide and stuff like that and incorporate more rivers and stuff, the, a lot more people are going to jump in on this. Um it's piqued my interest because I've always thought about starting my, my own like kayak trail for rivers here in Ohio, but I don't know how to go about it, but I think you guys are onto something. That's for sure. Yeah. Great thing that they're doing and the way that it's set up, I think it's great. You know, it's a month long tournament. So guys like me that got kids that play sports and a busy job, you know, I can't fish every day. Um, so you know, birthday parties every Saturday. So pretty busy. So it, it spreads it out where you can get more time to do it. And I think, you know, that fish donkey app is pretty slick way you can register your fish in there. Um, you know, there's only one hiccup to the whole thing. And Jason told me that, you know, if you have no signal, that's the only hiccup to it. Mm-hmm. You have to leave the app open until you get to where there's signal so it can upload the oh. video of you releasing the fish. But it works fine if you know that um but i think it's a pretty slick thing you're doing you know my personal goal was i told my wife which she probably don't want to hear me say this but i said i'm just gonna get in it. i'm not gonna try to win it i'm just gonna have fun and you know, become a better fisherman and then the first day the first fish i caught hooked my finger on the whopper plopper both hooks mm-hmm. had to cut the hooks out and I didn't get to fish after that from six until like noon, other than dinks. Mm-hmm. And then I caught a bunch of good ones in a row. So I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. I'm getting up there. I went from like 50th to 15th. Mm-hmm. So I might have a crack at this. And I've been in the top five ever since. And I said, well, my personal goal is to get 100 inches. So once I got past 100, I kept going. Every day I'd get another inch, another inch. And I'm like 105, and the wife's like, I thought you weren't going to try to win this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm up there now. <laughs> yeah, you got to try it now, man. I mean, yeah. Uh, Sunday, I was like, I got I, I got to catch another fish. I, I can't let nobody pass me. And she's like, I thought you were doing this for fun. I'm like, well, <laughs> in the beginning. <laughs> I, I said something similar when I started doing the kayak fishing tournaments. It's like, hey, I'll just do it for fun, whatever. I ended up winning my second one. Then I'm like hooked. Now I want to win them all. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I mean, you know, it's 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 you know, it's just competitive nature. Yeah, yeah. I know Ryan and Jason are right behind me at all times, and I I fully expect them both to pass me. Um, I pretty maxed out all the creeks. You know, I can't. I've got my smallest fish is 16 and a half, two 18s, and then two 17s, and that's about as big as you're going to catch in a creek. So mm-hmm. I need to get over the great Miami and learn how to catch them out there. Yeah, I, I'm sure. I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe Ryan will take you. Maybe not. 
<laughs> I told him he needs to get a kayak. Yeah, need a kayak bad. Oh, he's me and him's been talking about kayaks back and forth. So I need a kayak bad. I mean, I know there's some really good quality smallmouth in the Great Miami, and you know, even the Little Miami, there's miles and miles and miles that don't get touched. Mm-hmm. Now, I that's even with the creek fishing. I feel like when you get like halfway between two roads, that's when you get into the best fishing, less pressure. And I would think it would be the same. I mean, obviously, there's more people around the Great Miami, but mm-hmm. I just feel like I would enjoy kayaking and getting out there and putting some miles in, getting, uh, you know, getting on some fish that don't get pressured a lot. Yeah, yeah. kayak definitely opens up a lot of opportunities. So I, I've fished over 60 miles on the Great Miami, I think, now. Wow. So I'm trying to hit the whole the whole thing, like, in its entirety. So basically, from Sydney all the way down to Hamilton, I've fished. Minus like a, a few miles in between, but yeah, man, that kayak it opens up some opportunities, that's for sure. But you mentioned that you're doing this to help yourself grow as an angler. Have you seen any growth? Yeah, I mean, my confidence is higher. Um, I pretty much keep using the same bait because mm-hmm. my confidence bait. Uh, you know, I'm pushing myself harder, fishing harder, catching more fish. You know, the probably the best part about it is I'm fishing places I'd never, you know, stretches that I've never fished before. Mm-hmm. And I probably would have never fished ever because I don't have the time. But this mm-hmm. tournament's making me push myself more and, and just cover more water, which, you know, more time on the water makes you a better fisherman, I mm-hmm. feel like. Definitely. And I agree. Reels are making funny noises, and I got to change my line about every five days, but... <laughs> Yep, <laughs> been there before. But I mean, I I think it's great. I think what these guys are doing is great. Um, the small gal brawl is a great thing. I think. Yep, I agree. Um, we didn't talk about the process of submitting a fish, so I don't know. One of you guys want to talk about that a little bit? What you got to do? Because it's kind of unique using the fish donkey app. Um, you. Just got to do a selfie a board pick and a video release things that you guys don't do on tourney x is the whole selfie and the video release um and i guess you know we went with the fish on because that's um, we fish in the sorghai bro so we were all familiar with that mm-hmm. and that's why we used that fish on yeah I know a lot of people would message me and ask me, why don't you guys use Tourney X? Uh, some people didn't get into the brawl because we didn't use Tourney X, which, yeah. I mean, it's easy. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, the Fish fish Donkey app, does that have like a, a fee that they charge to run tournaments through? Yeah, isn't it two ninety five guys? Yeah, it's somewhere around $2. That's not bad. Yeah. Tourney X is five. Yeah. I've actually never heard of Fish Donkey until I saw you guys run in this tournament. So th- that's cool. And I-, I was actually on the river with Ryan one day. He was trying to submit a fish, and uh, I believe you forgot to what, – what, what was it? You forgot to do the video? Well, that fish cost me probably a little over $100. Uh, <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's a good one. That one I caught with you did the selfie, took the board pick, and I was just so excited. I think I just released it without the video, and I <laughs> swore that I took the video. And hey, I haven't made that mistake again, but I have dropped a nineteen seven five before I got to submit it last tournament oh. too on the last day. That was heartbreaking. I dove in the water, had my hands on it again. <laughs> And it still got away. That's awesome. I did get a I did get a selfie for uh, Facebook though. You know, hey, that, I always do that before I submit a fish. I get the selfie first, so at least I have one picture. Yeah, so if, that's if it does I've jump off doing. the board, I'm good. <laughs> that's exactly what I've been doing. <laughs> and you know, the sad part is through when you do all that submitting the fish, it it can be done pretty quick. But, you know, sometimes you might be fumbling with the phone. The fish might be flapping. So what I did 
you know, being passionate like I am, I'm like, you know what? I got to give this fish a drink. Mm-hmm. I got to give her some water. So I went down to the riverbank and I gripped her tight and I put her in the water, sat there. And next thing you know, she thrashed so hard. That's when it got away. Mm. I had fish grips in my backpack. Didn't use them. Lesson learned. Yeah. Yeah, I've been there before. I've actually lost a fish off of fish grips before. Yeah, you it, told me that when we were kayaking. Yeah, dur- during a tournament, I had the thing, I had the thing, I clipped, I threw it into the water. It did a jump, did a head shake, and came off. I was like, "Are you serious?" Mm-hmm. I would have been the only one to catch a limit that day too, so I probably would have won. But who knows? But it's all good. Um, you guys got anything else that you want to add or anything here? We're winding down. Uh, I don't know. We, we got kids and women in the tournament. Kids, kids' prizes. I mean, I think that's what makes it unique, too. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's to get everybody fishing and have fun. And, yeah, we have prize money, but it also gets a lot of the kids in there, and they get a lot of cool prizes, too. Yeah, we got a lot of great sponsors, too. I mean, it's really shocked me how I many sponsorships we've gotten. Yeah, you guys got a list of those? Um, I've got... Yeah, I, I kind of got from last year, but the only people that aren't with us now is... So we got Little Miami Custom Rods. Mm-hmm. They're building a custom rod for first place that mm-hmm. Jason won last tournament. Um, Vic Coomer Lures. Uh, of course, Big Joshy Swimbaits, they help sponsor the Saw Guy Brawls, too. They're awesome. Um, Venom Lures, Texas Rattler, they're a company out that, where are they from, Jason? Uh, I, I believe they're from Texas. Texas, all right. Yeah, it's more like an inshore bay. Um, and then we've added... Tackle Talk podcast, Andrew Hayes. Mm-hmm. He's donating the prize this time. And then me and Jason's favorite prize. Why don't you tell him about that one? Uh, Labino Lures uh, put a <laughs> sweet uh, prize back together. Uh, Rio, Rio Rico's Rico and the... Uh, Rico Suave. Rico, Rico Suave. <laughs> yeah, I love it. The Dude, them poppers are... They're fire. Yeah, dude, you're giving up too much juice, though, man. <laughs> That's what Jason told me. He said, "Man, I should have never let you know about that bait." <laughs> <laughs> I love top water, man. That's you know what? I swear, most of the big fish that I have caught in the last month have all been on top water. That makes sense if you're fishing shallow. So, yeah, that's cool. I think three of my six are from the Rico and you know, it's anywhere from a few inches of water out into six, eight foot of water. You know, they're coming up and getting it. Yeah. Dude, I, I had, I had one come out of, I think it was step, about seven foot where I was fishing threw it out. I was talking to my buddy, looking at him every once in a while, I'd twitch the rod with my left hand. All of a sudden, we just both heard this giant explosion. My rod doubles over. So it came out of some deep water to hit it. I wasn't even looking at it. That's awesome. They're definitely What's that? I said they're definitely awesome. Yep. Well, we're winding down here. Um, guys, thanks for coming on the show. You guys have got any shout-outs you'd like to give or anything? Uh, shout out to Mark Linkart for putting this tournament together and making a little vision come true. I mean, we talked about it, talked about it, and he did it. Awesome. Shout out to him. What about you guys? And Any if anybody, well, probably to my wife for letting her letting me fish as much as I do. And <laughs> hey, she goes I with you sometimes, though. Yeah, she goes with me a lot. Yeah, that's cool. My, my 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 wife doesn't want anything to do with it. <laughs> Matt, exactly. 
I think she's went leading the women's side of it right now. My wife is. Yeah. Oh, really? That's yeah. cool. Nice. That's cool. Matt, you got any shout outs? Uh, nothing, man. I just, I, I enjoy your podcast. Um, I'm a podcast junkie, uh, YouTube. Mm. So I always listen to paddle fin, uh, tackle talk, uh, smally talk. Um, yeah, you know, I love that one too. all you guys for, you know, putting all this information out there, you know, there's nothing good on the radio. So, you know, learning something on your way to work. I mean, that's priceless to me. Um, talking about something that we're all passionate about fishing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so shout out to you guys, man, for doing this. I appreciate you having me on here, man. Yeah, yeah. no problem. Uh, Ryan, I know you're on Instagram. What's your, what's your handle? Uh, it's Ryan doll 82 on Instagram and then Facebook. It's just Ryan doll. All right. And Jason has, you have a Facebook page, right? That you run. Uh, yeah, I got, uh, fishing with the Myers's. 365 and i have a 513 bassmaster on instagram there you go i didn't know you're on instagram i'm gonna follow you <laughs> awesome well thanks for coming on the show again tonight guys uh everybody you guys have a good week tune in tomorrow for the og show and we'll see you next week all see right thanks. thanks thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on paddle in finn don't forget to go check out our website at paddle the letter n in finn.com don't forget to check out the youtube channel at paddle and finn if you got a question comment want to hear from a future guest on a future episode feel free to email us at paddle the letter n in finn at gmail.com don't forget to follow us on social media at paddle and finn on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler. The Angler button and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures, located in northern Illinois, for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. TRC Covers, protect your investment. Catch Products, shout out to Catch Products. Go to catchproducts.com and put the Paddle in Fin logo directly on your catch board. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com, use promo code PNF20, and save 20 20% on all your jig and tackle needs. On Mondays, head offshore with Captain Scott Walker and Steve Roger for breathtaking deep sea adventures. Coming to me, coming to me, coming to me. Double. He's jumping, he's jumping, he's jumping. Oh! oh. Look at that Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue. Brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Tell a few fish stories along the way. On Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. to go like just full-blown redneck on these fish this is like high-tech cane pole fishing right here from the white sandy beaches to the crystal blue waters enjoy the best fishing panama city beach has to offer during chasing the sun sundays at 9 30 a.m eastern on waypoint tv the destination for outdoor entertainment